are listening to The Keys 107, opening the doors to endless possibilities in the pursuit of love, peace, and happiness with your host, Rafika and Brother James. Welcome to another episode of the Keys 107 Network. I am your co-host, Rafika. My co-host, Brother James, is in the the house. Yes, I'm in the house. (laughs) It sounds like you just blinked out on me for a second. Yes, I'm here, folks, and I'm excited today because we're going to pull out our pens and our pads we're going to buckle our seatbelts. We're going to learn a lot about our health because today we have two fabulous, fabulous guests. And Rafika, you could go ahead and introduce them and we, or, and, or however you want to do this and get the show on the road. <laughs> uh, actually, uh, we have Medea Allen standing by to give us the healthy tip of the day. But before we go to um, the healthy tip, I just want to say that we are honored to join the world in celebrating Women's History Month. And we have chosen on the Keys 107 to highlight four aspects of the life of a woman in our upcoming broadcast as well as today. Today we're dealing with health. We're going to deal with women in business. We're going to have a very special episode of a woman as a film director and also a woman who's going to help us get our mind, body, and soul aligned. Get it yes. back in balance, you know, Absolutely. Dr. Stacey N.C. Grant. And yes. Stacey N.C. Grant, if you are listening right now, call us. <laughs> we need your confirmation. <laughs> <laughs> so let's take a moment uh, before we bring in Dr. Lynn O'Connor and Master Herbalist Rolling Guy before they come on and rock our socks. We're going to go to the healthy tip of the day. The Keys 107 and com present the Healthy Tip of the Day. The Healthy Tip of the Day is to schedule rest periods in your day just as you would for other appointments. Leaving time in your schedule for rest instead of activity is like hitting a reset button for your mind and body. A great way to do this is to take 15 minutes out of your day just to sit and do nothing. Taking time to pause can improve your mood and help you feel more refreshed and focused. Today's healthy tip of the day has been brought to you by wellness expert Medea Allen. I invite you to learn more about me and my services at www.organicsoulchef.com. The alphabet is available on Amazon.com and on Kindle. So get your copy today. For more information, visit them online, www.thefluffamily.com.
And special shout outs to Mama Poppy and Grandma Fluff. So we and don't have, forget about the genie fluff. The genie fluff, my favorite. What? <laughs> but the genie fluff is not a woman, brother. Ah, uh, that's true. <laughs> you hold that thought, okay? All righty. I am so honored to have uh, Dr. Lynn O'Connor with us today, and only because of us celebrating Women's History Month, Women Women's History Month, are we going to take that ladies first choice so Roland you hold tight and don't feel no way about it okay you're up next so Dr. Lynn O'Connor is a highly respected collectoral surgeon her mission is to provide women with the foremost treatment technology and information related to preventative public health issues and colon and rectal health oh she's very outspoken about declining health patterns due to lack of exercise growing obesity and the increase in colon cancer among united among the united states female population now we're going to have to talk about that because I didn't know. Now, are those numbers higher for women or lower? I don't know. Dr. O'Connor is the director of the Women's Colorectal Care Program at Pro Health Care Associates Division of Colon and Rectal Surgery, a New York-based group board-certified physicians who specialize in the advanced treatment of all colorectal problems. Dr. O'Connor is a sought-after speaker, lecturing nationally on advanced, advanced te- techniques related to col- colorectal therapeutic considerations. She has not only she has not only excelled in academia, but garnered many honors and awards throughout the years, making her an influential leader in colorectal medicine. Welcome, welcome, Dr. Lynn O'Connor, your mic is live. Check in. Thank you. Thank you very much, Rafika. That was wonderful and a mouthful. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. I, when I was when I was reading that, I was thinking, I hope she doesn't have to say this every time she gets ready to speak because my goodness, that is a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know how I usually avoid it because that is who you are. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and the colorectalism, it is definitely a mouthful, but you did oh. a wonderful job. Girl, when I was reading that, when you emailed it to me, I thought, I said, boy, I hope I don't stumble on this one. <laughs> <laughs> you did just fine. Thank you, thank you. So welcome well, to the Key well, 107 Lee, Network. Yes. Thank you, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. I think the the platform that you're running on is absolutely phenomenal, and with being Women's Awareness Month as well as uh, colorectal Cancer Awareness Month. Uh, I think yeah. these uh, those two issues are going to marry very nicely tonight. Yeah, thank you for reminding well, we'll look- me that it is um, Cancer Awareness Month. Well, we're looking forward to a mouthful, an earful, uh, to help us learn more about what we need to do to keep that colon uh, clean, healthy, and refreshed. And um, I think one of the more exciting uh, aspects of tonight's um, talk will also include that naturopathic um, perspective as well. So I think this is going to be such a well-rounded and stimulating conversation. Absolutely. I think you, you really need both components. And what people don't understand is sometimes that natural homeopathic uh, remedies are are what the basis for uh, 
what's generated in the um, today's pharmaceuticals. Uh, so they they both serve a role, I believe, in keeping us healthy from mm-hmm. um, natural yes. perspective as well. Absolutely. And with that well, being before, said, I... well, James, before we go into the points that uh, Dr. Lynn O'Connor wants to cover, just want to remind people who are listening via the internet or on their uh, tablets that you can call in to talk to Dr. Lynn O'Connor and Master Ernest Rolling Guy at 213-943-3618, And feel free, this is an open conversation. This show is for you. We all have to deal with this. Well, Jay. And Rebecca, <laughs> before we go into any <laughs> yes. We have an open dialogue, so I want to bring given time they can exchange information with our listening audience. Um, uh, Roland Guy is a friend of ours who has also been a practitioner that we have visited from time to time in Brooklyn. He owns a, a health food store called Ambrosia Health, and he is a certified herbalist. He's a colonic uh, therapist, and he has attained you know, a diploma in many awards that designate him as a doctor of natural pathology from Trinity uh, College. And he was a medic in the U.S. Army uh, Armed Forces during the Vietnam era. And he's just truly a remarkable man with a rich, very rich background in uh, in herbs. And we want to bring him on and just introduce him to the the listening audience as well before we get into our dialogue. Uh, Roland, your mic is live as well. The greetings. Uh, first, I'd like to uh, say that um, women are the backbone of our community, and without women, we cannot function. So blessings to all the women that nurtured us. Mm. And I'm here to serve you, um, to serve you in good stead, because colonic therapy is a fascinating exercise, just removing that fecal matter from the walls of the intestines. Yes. Well, okay. the, um, Dr. Lynn O'Connor and Master Herbalist Rolling Guy, both of you are special people to have taken upon yourself to deal with an area of the body that people really just don't want to talk about. It's just the dark area, but it's the most important area because if that area is not tended to, then we're all in a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. So, so Dr. We Lynn, let's this? get started. Okay. Well, let's talk about fiber, for example. What is the role of fiber and how important is fiber with taking care of the colon? Fiber is it's extremely important, and it has a major role in taking care of the colon. And that's what a lot of people can do for the benefit of their health is to actually start at home. And starting at home with what you eat and what you put in your body because you are what you eat. And um, basically what goes in comes out. Patients who don't have or people who don't have a good high-fiber diet, they're not going to have very good colon health. And there's so many issues that are afflicted with people who are not taking in enough fiber in their diet, such as constipation, which leads to several other issues of fissures, bleeding, pain, hemorrhoids, and discomfort. You can get fiber from your plant-based sources, which is extremely 
the best way to actually do it because you have fruits and vegetables right then and there that are going to be the natural sources of fiber. That is going to help cleanse the colon because what fiber does is it actually bulks the stool. And you have soluble fiber and you have the insoluble fiber. The insoluble fiber you're going to get from your dark, leafy green vegetables, and that's what's actually going to help bulk the stool. That bulk is going to move the stool out and actually help it expel. The soluble fibers you're going to get from your nuts, your blueberries, things of that nature that actually cause more of like a gelatinous type of uh, of uh, stool, and that stool is going to help bind and slow down the absorption of carbohydrates and sugars, carbohydrates and sugars, which actually help to control blood sugar in, and, and keep you feel, uh, feeling fuller. So fiber is a tremendous source of, of um, colon health, and that's exactly where I tell my patients to start right then and there is with increasing the fiber in the diet. Well, now that you know, we've expressed what uh, fiber can do, I just want to bring Roland in. Roland, talk to us about some of the um, cleaning methods that you utilize to actually clean the colon and um, and how often did you think we should do that? Well, uh, one should clean their colon every new season uh, so that your body could accept the new season. It's like cleaning your house out Christmas, New Year's, and Passover. Um, in the Caribbean, um, our mothers and grandmothers cleaned us out before we went back to school after vacation. And um, <clears throat> while the sister was talking about fiber, Find it so important to use things like oat bran and flax meal and psyllium husk, and that would help with the bulk. Um, even after you clean yourself out of those things, uh, when we do a colonic, we usually use acidophilus, and acidophilus replaces the friendly bacteria in the system. So it's important to use fiber, and the flax meal is a beautiful thing. It has the omegas in it, 3, 6, and 9. So it's important to use fiber. We also use um, a lot of herbs, you know, to clean the system, but we will get to that as we go along. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. And, Lynn, I know that even though you you talked about the fiber, there are some other things that are very key to keeping the body function in its way to move that waste along the GI tract. Can you talk to us about that? Oh, absolutely. Along with fiber, it's very important. One of the simplest elements we have here on Earth is water. We do not drink enough water. Now, you'll hear people say that you should have at least 8 to 8-ounce glasses of water, 8 to 10 8-ounce glasses of water a day. You don't necessarily have to have that much, but you should have a significant amount of water. You know, I would say at least somewhere from 6 to 8. But we do get our water um, from our foods and um, from, you know, other types of fluids that we're drinking. But the water is going to help to lubricate the stool. Basically, it's like trying to swallow a loaf of bread without water. You can't get it down without water. You can't get it out without water. And water helps to replenish um, um, uh, losses through urine, through sweat, through exercise, and um, it helps with the functioning of the cells of our body. And that's one of the key things. If you are going to be cleansing, you need to use water with that. So that, okay. that's one of the other things that's extremely important. When you increase that fiber, you have to increase that fluid because if you don't increase the fiber and the fluid at the same time, you're going to wind up with constipation. Mm. Now, you mentioned exercise. 
go into that a little deeper as to what exercise actually does to help us in terms of eliminating waste in our, out of our body. Exercise is absolutely phenomenal. What exercise does is, one, it stimulates the colon. Because when you're exercising, you're increasing the oxygen, you're increasing the blood flow to all of the organs as well. And that's going to help in um, uh, increase the circulation and oxygen delivery. And a lot of people think that they have to do a tremendous amount of exercise. Just 10 to 15 minutes a day of walking, stretching, and yoga can help with creating and maintaining a healthy colon. Um, This exercise stimulates colonic movement and that helps with the eventual expulsion of, of the waste that we have. And their studies have shown that people who are the most physically active have at least a 24% lower risk of colon cancer than those who are least physically active. So it, it's an extremely important part of overall health, general health, cancer prevention and breast cancer, colon cancer, and several other types. So that, that's something that that's going to be key. Also, Weight exercising helps prevent obesity, and obesity is one of the other key factors that uh, is associated with colon cancer. And along with obesity, you get a sedentary lifestyle. Those are several risk factors that are uh, put people in at increased risk for uh, colon cancer. Mm-hmm. Very, very good, Roland. I just want to ask you um, how uh, how could you modify your diet, or what can you do? in terms of your diet to help clean your colon? Well, you know, first of all, I'm a vegetarian, so I stay away from anything with eyes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we we got to involve in um, a lot of fruits, and it's important to know that uh, you should eat your fruits um, before 1 or 2 o'clock every day because they're carbohydrates. When you eat fruits at night, you know, all that sugar accumulates and it does not burn up. So um, a good diet, fruits, um, vegetables, green leafy things, nuts and grains, that's the sort of lifestyle, you know, that we enjoy as vegetarians. And um, as the sister was saying, a lot of water, not cold water. Um, the water should be room temperature, and I usually use distilled filtered water. Mm-hmm. So that is part of my lifestyle. Okay. Okay. What about fasting? Where does fasting does it play a role in this? If so, anything, fasting is uh, is very important uh, to detoxify the system. When you begin fasting, you should start off with a three day program. Some people tell me they fast for two weeks out of the blue, and then they get all kind of problems. And uh, you should start your fasting three days, and you should use a lot of natural juices. Try to avoid um, adding sugar. Um, As you know, sugar, white sugar especially, is a carcinogen. And um, it's very addictive. And it it, it creates a a, a glucose spike. Sugar is a cancer. um, Cells respond to, the cancer cells respond to sugar. So we should stay away from white sugar. It is not good as a carcinogen. But fasting is a very, very important thing. To detoxify your system so it's important to find so Roland you mentioned uh, abstinence of sugar especially when fasting what do you tell a person who has to have coffee 
in the morning and they're accustomed to putting loads of sugar in the coffee and how how do they begin fast? Yeah, sugar is, sugar is just addictive as cocaine. Um, some people use three, four, five, six spoons of sugar. Um, I've never had a cup of coffee in my life, but I tell my clients um, to seriously consider in cutting back the sugar. I just read a report from the federal government stating that sugar was no good to use at all. And I, I preach that every single day to my clients. Nothing white. No white flour, white sugar, white rice, white potatoes, um, all these white carbohydrates. <laughs> it's, it's, it's destroying the system. And the colon does not know, especially the liver. The liver does not know what to do with these things. It's like alcohol. The liver does not know what to do with alcohol. So um, I tell my clients, if they wish, they may use some organic honey, but um, with discretion, but to stay away from the sugar 100%. Mm. Mm. Wow. Not even brown sugar, cousin. Brown sugar and white sugar is the same thing. Brown sugar is white sugar that they bathe in molasses. So it's the same thing. Um, You know, when you go to dinner, the only thing they give you free in the restaurant are those little packages of sugar. No good. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to get you to come back one one way or the other. (laughs) (laughs) Those little packets of addicting sugar. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. We'll hook them one way or another. Um, so Lynn, I know you was, you wanted to talk about, and as you phrased it, don't suppress the urge. Yes, you know it. It that that's something that's really important because when the body is ready to evacuate, there's a signal that's sent to the 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 uh, rectal muscles, and the rectal muscles, the anorectal reflex, and the uh, rectal muscles will relax and allow for sampling of the, the contents, whether it's air or liquid or solid stool. And when you constantly um, just defy that urge to go, what happens is the uh, rectum is basically just like it's a, it's a pliable sac, and it can expand and expand to a point where um, – you may have overflow, and then that's when patients or people may experience overflow incontinence or involuntary defecation. It also can lead to constipation because you're overriding that normal, natural signal that's telling you it's time to go. Um, people do not leave enough time, you know, in order to go to the bathroom. Most times people want to evacuate in the morning because that's when they have the highest stimulatory reflex to be able to go to the bathroom. You need to leave enough time so you're not rushing. You're able to completely evacuate because patients can cause themselves to have constipation. As I said before, constipation leads leads you down the slippery slope of so many other issues and so many other uh, problems that you're going to have. The other thing is a lot of people are scared to go outside of their home. They have mm-hmm. children who come in because they just will not defecate in school. I have Teachers who come in because they won't, they don't have time during the workday, or they don't feel comfortable going in the office, and it's times like that where you really need to just take the time out, bathe the urge, and move your bowels when they need to be moved. Mm. So when, when it's time to go, let it flow. <laughs> 
I'm going to take that, if you don't mind. Yes, when it's time to go, you know, you got to let it flow. And a lot of people also talk about, they come in, they ask me, how come as soon as I eat, I've got to go right to the bathroom? Yes. You know, that's what we call a gastrocolic reflex. And, it, you know, it's a normal situation. It's not, as long as you're not running to the bathroom as soon as you've, you've had a um, food. But people eat, and uh, the, the, the stomach expands, and it sends a signal, and they've got to release what's there. It, it's normal. Some people move their bowels one or two times a day. That's completely normal. Now, Roland, you were talking one time, I saw, I heard you in a workshop, and you were talking about the need to raise the feet with some type of stool, not bowel stool, but a, a, little, a, little, a little podium to raise the feet because we're sitting in the wrong position when we, when we go to the bathroom? Well, what really, um, the, the real matter is that um, we should squat, you know, where I grew up in the Caribbean, we have what you call a latrine, and we will stoop down on the latrine, and fecal matter, the fecal matter comes right down, straight down. But when you sit down in an H form, that fecal matter, a lot of times it accumulates in the sigmoid colon. Some will come out, but some will stay in the sigmoid colon. And with my research, you know, this is how a lot of people get sciatica, because um, the, the toxins from the sigmoid colon will use the sciatica nerve as a catalyst and it will drain down your back and the mm. back of your legs, and you get that terrible pain. It is no difference from what the sister was addressing just now with not going to the bathroom. Um, people that hold, I have people that tell me that, just like the lady was saying, they, they could only go to the bathroom when they get home. And what happens a lot of times, that fecal matter, which is poison, backs up, and some of that stuff gets into the appendix, and the appendix could become infected. Mm. And then the doctor removes the appendix. And they, they, they say, the medical profession say that, a lot of them say that the, the, the appendix, it has no use. But the appendix is to lubricate and disinfect the stool. It is a very important, uh, very important that, they, they, um, that you keep your colon clean so you don't destroy your body. Because um, a lot of people just refuse to go to the bathroom, and that fecal matter that is retained toxins to be absorbed into the system. And this can uh, cause unhealthy conditions, allergies, um, hives, sneezing, even mental confusion wow. if you're not going to the bathroom, including mm. uh, gastrointestinal problems. So it is imperative that you keep your colon clean. Well, Roland, you know, what you described is what we think of most people. They're full of shit, you know. P, P, P. S-I-P. Well, when you see people with this big stomach, a, a distended stomach, is there indication that um, they may have what is called a prolapsed colon, where mm. the transverse colon, because it's full of fecal matter, will prolapse, and with women it will sit on their uterus, and men it will sit on their prostrate. It's not fat alone, and they have this big tummy in front of them. And um, I have done colonics, and I have seen stuff coming out of people like rubber. Mm. And don't talk about the parasites, because when the, when the uh, fecal matter is being discharged from the small intestines to the large intestines, it passes through what you call the ileocecal valve. And because people don't chew their food properly, 
a lot of material gets stuck up in that valve and we get gases there and parasites because we don't chew our food properly. So we, we have a lot of problems universally when dealing with the cola. Well, yeah, and, and so just to, just to uh, uh, piggyback on, on what the uh, good herbalist has been, the master herbalist has been saying, is when he was talking about squatting, what some people can use now is called the squatty potty. And mm-hmm. what the squatty potty helps to do is it basically decreases the angle. There's a, actually called an anorectal flexure. There's an anorectal exactly. angle. Exactly. And that's normally at 90 to 100 degrees. At, at rest, but when you need to be able to defecate, you've got to be able to straighten that angle out so it makes the passage of feces from the rectum to the anus easier. And you do that when you're in that type of position. That squatting position or the squatty potty position allows passage easier. Certainly, and if you can't do that, you get a stool and you put the stool in front of the toilet, you put your feet up on the stool and you lean forward. And when you lean forward, you could actually feel that piece of stool that would sit there all the time coming out. Of course, there's another method that one can employ that we do. We massage under the feet, right near the back of the heel, where the colon is located there through reflexology. So when you massage under your feet, you get a better bowel movement. Now, when do you massage the feet, Roland? You put a bottle, you know, when you're going to go into the bathroom, you can put a bottle right there in, 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 the, in the toilet, and you massage your feet um, on, with the bottle just before you have a bowel movement. You'll get a better bowel movement. Of course, as we were saying just now, as the sister was saying, that it's important to drink water, very important to drink water. That water will help you have a better bowel movement, and that fiber is a fabulous thing. When you use flax meal or psyllium husk or oat bran, it's, you have such a wonderful bowel movement. You want to do it often. So that's flax meal, you said? Yeah, yeah that is the flax meal. That's the meal that is grinded up into a powder, not the flax mm-hmm. seeds. The meal right. or the meal, psyllium husk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a nice teaspoon in your, you know, your juice or water every day or you'd have a wonderful ball movement. Okay. Okay. Actually what I prescribe to my patients when they're uh when they're having uh, difficulty with constipation, just um uh psyllium husk in eight ounces of water, you can do it daily and it, it, it helps along with increasing the fiber and the fluids in the diet. Mm. Well then tell us a little bit about probiotics. Well probiotics uh, those that, that those are like naturally occurring bacteria. They're they're microbiomes, microorganisms that we actually already have in our body. Um, but sometimes that you have got good bacteria and you've got bad bacteria in the colon, exactly. but they stay in a, a, an equal ratio, a symbiotic relationship. But sometimes when patients are um, at, have antibiotics and they're fighting an infection, that'll knock out all of the good bacteria. So then you have problems with a multiplication of the bad bacteria, and that can cause some intestinal diseases, uh, namely C. diff colitis. Um, The probiotics, uh, which most commonly are lactobacillus and bifidobacterium, those help to repopulate the natural bacteria of the colon so you have a healthier colon, 
and you're able to digest food better. You can find that in in yogurts. Uh, You can find that in some of your um, dairy products. And the probiotics not only help with um, colon health in terms of of digestion and absorption, but it helps people who may have IBS. Um, It may help people who have uh, um, an infectious diarrhea. Uh, It's extremely um, important. You can even get probiotics over the counter. There's a a huge market out there now with people who are selling probiotics. So you can get them naturally in your foods or you can get them – over the counter. Well, well, Roland, if I came into Ambrosia and asked you for probiotics, how would you direct me and how would you um, consult with me on what I should use in my family? Yes, we have probiotics. Um, you know, we sell it every day. We also like to use the acidophilus, which, um, you know, it restores the uh, friendly bacteria in the colon. So, yes, it's quite important to... Um, to use these things to improve the movement um, of the body because uh, what people seem to not understand is that I have clients that would come in and tell me that um, I had a woman that came in and told me she only had a bowel movement when she had her period. And she came for colonic and you would see um, she had about 250 pounds of stuff pelting out of her. Mm. And I showed it to her. So um, we have all these problems. Sometimes people don't go to the bathroom um, for a week, three or four days, and they think it is normal, you see? And you see them with this distended colon, you know, where they have the little, this little punch in front of them. So all of these things are important um, to stress. Well, what I want to ask, for, this is for both of you, but I want to go with Lynn first. Talk about the screening process. Someone comes to your office. Just exactly what is it that you do? How do you do it, and why you do it? And then we'll bring that to Roland as well. Well, screening—that's uh, one of the major advantages of um, how fighting against uh, colon cancer. The incidence and the mortality from colon cancer has been decreasing significantly. Uh, in our population, but there are some groups that it has not been or it's been much slower. In African Americans, um, the incidence of colon cancer is declining, but not as as rapidly as with the Caucasian um, race. Additionally, there's been some recent banter and buzz about uh, rectal cancer and colon cancer increasing in younger patients. We're looking at the 20s, the 30s, and the 40s where normally this was a disease that you were seeing later in life with patients over 50. So it is generally recommended to screen at age 50 for average-risk individuals who of our Caucasian uh, persuasion, whereas if you are Hispanic, African-American, we're looking at uh, age 45. And the reason for that is because stage for stage, African-Americans and other minorities are, especially African-Americans, their disease is further progressed and the mortality is higher. So when people come into my office and they're talking about screening, I talk to them about colonoscopies. And it's it's scary sometimes for patients because they think it's an invasive test and they're going to feel this. This is something that you don't feel. You are completely asleep for the procedure. It takes just a couple minutes to go to sleep, a couple minutes to wake up, but during the entire procedure they're asleep. 
when they wake up, they don't feel groggy, they don't feel like they have a headache, they don't feel like they have a hangover. They actually feel to be getting dry. But someone has to bring them simply because they're going to have anesthesia. Okay. Using a colonoscope, that's the one modality that is going to allow you to investigate, diagnose, and treat with the removal of polyps. People want to do virtual colonoscopies, and that is helpful if you're not able to do a regular colonoscopy because a virtual colonoscopy, if something is seen, they're still going to have to come back and have a general colonoscopy that we that I do in the office. The problem with virtual colonoscopies as well is that you may have a piece of stool that may uh, masquerade as a polyp and you're not able to tell. But when you have a screening colonoscopy with the traditional methods with a colonoscope in the office, most times with an anesthesiologist and you're asleep, you're able to detect and see the tissue right then and there and render treatment. Additionally, patients have to clean out when they have a colonoscopy. And when I say clean out, it means a clear liquid diet. From the minute they wake up until midnight, a clear liquid diet, nothing to eat or drink afterwards. And then they use uh, various types of prepping solutions to help move the stool through the colon. It's imperative that a patient adheres to that uh, guideline because if they're coming in and their colon isn't clean, I can miss a polyp. I may not be able to see what I need to see, and it's going to have to be repeated. So that's one of the greatest tools in our armamentarian against fighting colon cancer. Okay, okay. Roland, I I want you to talk about when a, a patient walks into your office and the process that you go through in terms of uh, um, looking at their situation and, and going through the screening process with them. And then I want you to stop short of talking about the uh, the colonic because when we come back from break, we want you to go right into that. And then we want to talk about some herbs and some vitamins and different things that are, are essential to a healthy colon. So go ahead. Sure. Well, um, what we do um – when we have a client that comes in, uh, we listen to them. You know, we, we, we listen to them. It's very important to find out how their bowel movement is and how often they go to the bathroom. But we do um, iridology, where we read the eyes to determine how the organs are functioning. Um, so when you read the eyes, you can determine if you have whatever conditions you have. Um, if you have acid reflux, we can see it. If the colon is congested, we can see it in the eyes. So we use that uh, discipline to really deal with our clients because, you know, the small intestines we can see it is 22 feet long. The large intestines is 5 feet long. And um, the intestines runs from the stomach to the anus. So we can see all these things when we read the eyes to determine how we proceed. And that is what we do. And when, when, you know, when we do a colonic, the colonic lasts between um, 45 minutes and an hour, according to the individual and the volume that is coming out. And you wouldn't believe we see all kinds of things. We see parasites coming out, especially um, in the African-American community, because a lot of people are involved in eating pork. Ah. You know about trichinosis. It's trichinosis. It's a worm. They eat pork. They eat fried food. They love Chinese foods. And something they do that we, we try to tell them all the time, 
do not eat after sundown. After sundown is when the organs repair themselves. You know, like after 6, 6.30, you may have a salad or a sandwich or a cup of soup, but not this heavy meal with all this meat, 8 or 9 o'clock in the night. You know, you're confusing your body. Wow. I, you know what? Um, if we, If people are listening to this show, if you're not taking notes, and understanding that we are actually giving you jewels to save your life, to prolong your life, and give you a, a more healthier lifestyle. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. So and, You know, one other thing that if, if folks are listening and you're talking about screening, a lot of people think they have to wait, you know, until they're 50, even if they're having issues. If you're having any problems, such as rectal bleeding, rectal pain, change in bowel habits, something's just not right. That's an indication for screening, even if you don't meet the age requirement of 45 for African Americans and 50 for Caucasians. If there's a family history of colon cancer in a first-degree relative or multiple relatives, that may be an indication right there as well. And some patients have strong genetic history that they're not even aware of because they're not talking to family members. They're not discussing what's going on. So this has to be a conversation that starts in the home, and it has to also come to the physician's office, and that information has to be shared in a clearly documented history, family history, social history, and and, uh, and the physical exam as well. So all of that goes into the screening and consultation process when you're discussing that with a patient and deciding upon when and how they, when and who gets screened and um the procedures that are done. Well, we're going to go for a brief commercial break and want to remind all of our callers, if you want to talk, have a question, or want to share an experience you may have had, um, I know this is an interesting topic to share, but in case you want to ask Dr. Lynn O'Connor or Master Herbalist Roland Guy question, just press the number one on your keypad so that we know you have your hand up and you want to talk. Otherwise, welcome to the Keys 107, and we're very grateful that you've taken a moment of your precious time to spend with us. Oh, James, we're having a little oh. technical issue right here. Oh, okay. okay. Let's just no continue problem. the conversation. Well, um, the Keys 107 will be right back. The first of our family is close up in the sky. Fluff presents the alphabet is available on Amazon.com and on Kindle. So get your copy today. For more information, visit them online www.thefluffffamily.com. Now, 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 back to the keys. 107 with your host, Rafika and Brother Jay. So we are celebrating Women's History Month, and we thought it was very important to kick this this uh, series here on the Keys 107 Network with a conversation looking at two sides of approaching optimum colon health with Dr. Lynn O'Connor and Master Herbalist Roland Guy. And 
I, I, I think this is a good time to have a conversation about vitamins and what role does vitamins play and how should we ingest vitamins. Let's start with Lynn. Well, um, you're going to get vitamins basically from your diet. If, if you actually have a very good, well-balanced diet, then there really would not be any need for extra vitamins, multivitamins, B12, B6. But if you're having enough leafy green vegetables, you're getting your fruits, you're getting the proper amount of uh, protein in the diet, whether it's from lean meats, fish, poultry, you should be able to get a significant amount, if not all of your daily requirements, covered in that manner. Um, Sun exposure, key for vitamin D. But one thing that has been shown is that with vitamin D, which you can get from cod liver, cod liver oil, tuna, um, sardines, and actual the sun, there have been studies that have shown that vitamin D in particular has been related to a lower risk of colon cancer. So um, that coupled along with a good fiber diet and a healthy diet is what's really going to be the key to, be, to prevent uh, colon cancer and to aid in your colon health. Roland? Yes, because, you know, growing growing up in the Caribbean, um, vitamins uh, came from the things that we ate. We never went to the shop to buy a vitamin. Uh, Our fruits, you know, you're drinking your coconut water. Um, When I was a little boy, I ate fish. Um, So... If you have a good diet, as the sister said, it may not be necessary. Uh, But again, a lot of people, we find a lot of our clients are coming in, they're deficient in vitamin D. Because in North America, you you live in a close-up house, so you don't get sun at all. Um, In the Caribbean, especially with Caribbean people that come into our store, in the Caribbean, we are people of the sun. And uh, we get all the nutrients we need from the sun, all the important things from the sun, but in North America, um, Caribbean people especially seem to have a problem with vitamin D. It's like the word organic. When I was growing up, um, that wasn't part of our vocabulary because everything was organic. Mm. You know, it had no pesticides. Um, The cow drank milk. The cow ate grass and drank water. That's all the cow did. And you drank the cow's milk. Now the cow is going to the dentist. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget the cows. Uh, the cows eating the pesticides and and other cows and other things that are not healthy. So that's the problem the, as well you too. Know, the, the genetically modified foods is destroying the world. You see, mm-hmm. we have to make an effort to do something about that because. You cannot adulterate um, something that is created by nature or try. You can never make a better tomato, you see. Mm. And here it is. They take the soybean and they introduce a foreign DNA into the soybean to change the chemical composition of the plant. You know, you can't make a better soybean than nature. So I don't know what they're doing. Mm. Wow. (laughs) I don't even know what to say. You know, the cow needs a dentist nowadays, huh? So... Yeah, the, the, the animals are not, the cows are not living as long. They, they, um, two or three years are being cut off of their life. They're getting arthritis in their knees. 
because of what they're feeding them. You see, they're feeding them genetically modified foods. When you take a chicken, here you have a chicken in a coop. A chicken is something that is free range. It runs around. And you have a chicken in a coop. And you're growing that chicken there. The chicken does not run around. They're feeding the chicken 24 hours a day with light on. Then people buy that chicken and they cook it and eat it. Don't know what they're eating. And then we're coming down with all these new diseases, diseases that we didn't have 50 years ago. And, um, and everything comes from your diet, the things that you ingest. So if you're eating adulterated foods, this is what you're going to get from your body. This is how your body is going to receive in a negative way. It's frightful. It is frightful. Yeah, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't agree more. The, we, our foods have been genetically altered. Um, our foods have a, a significant amount of antibiotics and pesticides, and I, I think it's it's problematic because it, it's a it's a result of uh, supply and demand. People want mangoes in the winter. We probably we shouldn't have mangoes in the winter. People want grapes and cherries in the winter. And in order to make sure that these products stay as fresh as they possibly can for prolonged periods of time, they're picked before they're, they're ripened, they're uh, laden with pesticides and antibiotics, and um, they have to travel far. Just like uh, the master herbalist said in the Caribbean, if he wants something healthy, he just has to go to the market. If he if he wants a, a tropical fruit, it's right there. But if we want our tropical fruits, um, they have to travel. And if they have to travel, that means they're going to need to have something to keep them uh, uh, sufficient. Preserved, and, yeah. And, and preserved, but, but exactly. Sister, Thank you, until they get here. What, what about this seedless grape? Mm. Where did that come from? Here's a grape without a seed. If you need, if you like the taste of this grape and you want to plant it, you can put that in your backyard. There's no seed in it. Where did that come from? A factory? Mm. A seedless grape? A seedless woman couldn't reproduce. The world will die. Mm. So I don't know where the seedless grape comes from. Um, No, and what what fascinates me about the... um, this hybrid food is that the scientists that are creating these foods, they seem not to love their family because your children and grandchildren will be eating this stuff and it's not serving us in good stead. But again, I just have a small voice. Well, well you have- uh, just so that we know, there was, I saw on the news uh, t- a couple of days ago, they are now releasing a genetically engineered potato. Yeah, well, that doesn't even make sense. That doesn't even sound but right. The good news is, I was told from the uh, that McDonald's will not be using the genetically engineered potato in their fries. So <laughs> we're all good. Sister, what about these? What about these fast foods with this overloaded with estrogen? And these little girls are going there and eating this fast food. From a baby, because you know they give them toys and so on from children to attract them to this fast food. So the little girls are getting breasts and big tummies, and they're getting their period early, and they want to have sex early because of the estrogen in the food. So all of these things, you have to be very circumspect with where you take your children to eat. Well, 
I want to say to the listening audience, this is the Keys 107. You're getting in real time, real talk with real solutions. We have the master herbalist, Roland Guy, and our wonderful sister, Dr. Lynn. Uh, Dr. Lynn, you know, I don't even remember your last name because I only met you as Dr. Lynn. You know, uh, Dr. Lynn O'Connor. O'Connor, I'm so sorry. But it's such a wonderful opportunity to be taught by people who have a passion for health and for helping people stay healthy. So um, I'm really grateful for the both of you being on the keys this evening. And I want to ask you both to kind of summarize or just um, speak on something that you want to close out this topic with. And then we want to come back and say um, to our listening audience, this is how you can contact me, um, you know, uh, all your contact information, that what you want to give out to the listening audience. So well, then before, we'll start with you. Wait, hold on. Before we get to that point of closing out, I know Roland wanted to have some conversation about the, the, the length of the small and large intestine. And I wanted to I want you to talk about the significance of the length and why you thought this was important to talk, to discuss tonight. Well, talk about the um, small intestines eventually, um, the large intestines too, because where we have the transverse colon, your stomach is above the transverse colon, and when your transverse colon becomes overloaded with fecal matter. It prolapses, and it pulls down everything. It pulls down your stomach and gallbladder, and everything is sitting on your uterus if you're a woman, and with men, is sitting on their prostate. And again, it's so important to keep that colon clean. Um, they said that this John Wayne, when he died, he had 40 pounds of fecal matter that was attached to his wall, the walls of his intestines. Oh. And I have seen fecal matter looking like rubber because it sticks onto the walls of the intestines as, and, and we must remember when we are dealing with reflexology all our organs are associated with our colon so if your colon is not clean your organs are not going to breathe properly it is important to clean your colon and while I'm saying that I just want to mention soft drink 16 teaspoons of sugar in a bottle of soft drink. Stay away from those soft drinks. They're not serving us in good stead. Yes, yes. (laughs) And I think this has been absolutely phenomenal time to to spend discussing this because it's not an easy topic. It's not a comfortable topic. And it's it's not, uh, you know, coffee, uh, you know, what you discuss over coffee. But it is a very important topic because your colon health, as I tell people all the time, you are what you eat, and what you put in is what you get out. And we lose so many people to the workforce because of so many colon issues with IBS, constipation, diarrhea, colon cancer, rectal cancer, diverticulitis, all of those issues yep. that have to yep. deal with your health I'll and your Ulcerated colitis. We have a lot of problems with the Yeah, Crohn's disease. We have a lot of problems with the colon. We have to flush it out every day. Keep that colon clean. Clean your colon every new season so that your body could accept that new season. You'll get a burst of energy when that colon is clean. 
And, and, you know, I feel that if you're putting what you need to put in, it will come out, and it will come out on a daily basis, and you will feel that light, that lightness. You will feel that energy. You will feel that, that bounce in your step, for lack of a better term, once you're able to have a good bowel movement. And at this times so we've all been constipated. And there are times when you've had wonderful bowel movements and you feel great. That's something to look for and strive for every day, which means a good, healthy diet every day. Coupled with screening at the appropriate time is what you're going to need in your armamentarian to fight against colon cancer and to promote good colon health. You've got to be vigilant every day. Sorry. Then we have some good herbs that we we can use to clean the colon, you know. You can use aloe vera, peppermint, calendula. They will restore the acid-alkaline balance, and it will assist in healing the colon. Horsetail, burdock, echinacea assist in detoxifying the colon. And if you want a good flush, you can use cascara sagrada, butternut, rhubarb, and senna. That would assist in flushing the colon. If there's mucus in the intestines, there's a wonderful herb called yarrow. You can marry it with bone set and something called elecampane. It will flush it out. And my favorite thing is garlic. Garlic mm. will destroy all those parasites. You're eating your garlic raw. You're not cooking. You burn out the properties. You cut up three or four cloves of garlic every day, and you put it in your food. You get wonderful results from garlic. Your wife might not want to kiss you, but <laughs> you know, if, if what you need to take away from this is 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 diet, fiber, fruits and vegetables. Number one. Yep. Fluids. Number two. Exercise number three, getting your, uh, your 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 screening colonoscopies number four, and 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 you know the probiotics, the vitamin D, all of that stuff comes right under, and the herbs, all that natural and 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 um, uh, created, all that comes under just making sure that you have healthy eating. So those are the main tenets that if somebody walks away from this. This program tonight is to know that you really are what you eat. You make the difference in your colon health, and you need to get screened. So, Roland, um, when you were talking about the garlic, I remember reading somewhere, and I tried this myself. Instead of chewing it raw, which I don't like the taste, uh, to chop it up and put it in a gel cap. Is that is that okay? Yeah, you can do that, but I usually cut it up and put mix it up with my food every night. I use three or four cloves of garlic. I also um, uh, use onions the same way. And another thing I want to share about onions, if you have to use an onion, use the whole onion right away. Do not use half of that onion and leave it in the kitchen or put it in the fridge. It pulls in all the toxins in the room. So use your whole onion. Mm. Now, what is the property in the garlic? Is it selenium? Um, that is yep. the the it is right. And that's the agent that kind of clear uh, purify the blood as well, right? That's it. Certainly does, okay. and it, and it kills vampires. So. It kills yeah, vampires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> some <laughs> strong stuff. <laughs> Why cause the parasite? <laughs> yes, yes. 
Okay, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. Uh, thank you, Dr. Lynn O'Connor. Thank you, Brother uh, Roland Guy, for all of that you have dispersed. And we know this is just the tip of the iceberg. We know that we have to have continuous dialogue about this and consultation with the professionals. So at this moment, I believe it's probably that time where we need to go ahead and get your contact information so that we can share with our listening audience. And uh, we'll start with you, Lynn. Well, you can definitely um, uh, contact me. Um, you can follow me on, on Facebook at uh, lynnoconnormd.com. Uh, if you want to uh, contact me, um, info, you can do info at lynnoconnormd.com. And uh, my, I have two offices out here uh, in Long Island. One is in Lake Success. It's 3 Vermont Drive, Lake New York 11042. The number is 516-608-6848. That's 516-608-6848. And um, also in Huntington, which is uh, 200 West Carver Street, Suite 5, Huntington, New York 11743. And the phone number there is 631 423 5070-631-423-5070. And if you follow me on Facebook, Lynn O'Connor, indeed, um, you'll definitely be able to see a lot of the stuff and read a lot of the stuff that we're talking about here in terms of healthy recipes, healthy workout tips, colon cancer screening. There's a lot of information that's on the page. So if you find me on Facebook, Lynn O'Connor, MD, you'll definitely be able to get more information. Thank you, Lynn. Thank you very much. We at um, Ambrosia Health Foods, we have a website. That's A-M-B-R-O-S-I-A, Ambrosia Health Foods, F-W-D-S-N-Y dot com. Ambrosia Health Foods, N-Y dot com. And we are 3306 Church Avenue, Brooklyn, New York. Our telephone number is 718-469-0985. That's 718-469-0985. We have a clinic there. We do colonic therapy, iridology, herbology, and we do consultations. And you just call us and make an appointment. Uh, If you go on the website, we have an array of goods that we sell on the website. You can just um, download everything and give us a buzz if you wish. Well, thank you. Thank you, Roland, very much. And I want to mention that all of our shows are archived on blogtalkradio.com. They're also archived on iTunes and on our website at www.thekeys107network.com. If you have a question or comment. I'd like to thank you all. Um, I'd like to thank Dr. O'Connor and you and your crew. You're, You're doing a wonderful job for humanity. And you're going to get a lot of blessings for this. Thank you very much. And I would like to thank you both as well, too, as well as uh, it was great talking with the Master Herbalist. Yes, yes. Well, again, I'm going to listen to the show tomorrow so the things that got by me won't get by me. And I'm going to let it let it know that when it's time to go, let it flow. This is Brother well, James. Also, well, also, James, uh, while you're flowing, we, <laughs> we, we want to let everybody know that there are some of the points that Dr. Lynn O'Connor 
and Master Herbalist Rolling Guy um, talked about, they're on our Facebook page at the Keys 107. And while you're on that page, make sure you like us and like Dr. Lynn O'Connor's page on Facebook. And Roland, I don't think you're on Facebook. Are you there yet? Yes, we're on Facebook. On your Facebook as what? Colungus. P-U-R-L-U-N-G-U-S at A-O-L. P-U-R-L-U-N-G-U-S. Got it. Okay, that's your email address. Yeah. That's all. Okay, that's fine. Again, thank you all for taking a moment of your precious time and tuning in to the Keys107Network.com. And remember, you can take us anywhere and everywhere and tell all your friends about us. Coming up next week, on Thursday, we have Heva Fierrera. I think I'm pronouncing her name right. Um, she is a film director, and boy, is she outspoken and got a lot to say. So you want to yes, tune yes, in yes. and find out some behind-the-scenes skinny on what's really going on in the film industry. And then we have, coming up after Heather, we have uh, our business and financial uh, expert, Haroon Niket, will be coming by. Um, and then following that, we have some other people who have not confirmed yet. Beep, beep, Stacey Grant, pick up the phone and confirm. <laughs> <laughs> And, and, you know, James, um, since the Grammys have come on, we have not extended a warm a warm um, congratulations to reggae icon Ziggy Marley, who came by the Keys 107 and just blew us away with his wonderful, wonderful spirit. So congratulations to you, Ziggy Marley. And we're going to close out and um, listen to Ziggy's latest single from that hot album called Weekends Long, and you can listen to that show. It's archived, too. I am Rafika, and I'm just wishing you to have a groovy day. And I'm Brother James. Love, peace, and happiness. What else? Keys 107 way. Peace and love, y'all. Good night. Good night. Why you should even have a little bit? Why you should grow and cultivate? Thank you.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.